Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Light Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Light Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. Um, today, I want us to look at the church again. I'm going to teach about the church. Amen. But the subject of the church, it's so broad. Of course, we can't finish it in a service. Amen. So today, the focus of today's teaching is to show or to teach on the importance of the church. So we are going to look at the importance of what? The church. You see, the church on this earth is very, very important. The role of the church on this earth, only the church can play that role. No hospital, no military, no family, no business can play the role of the church of God on this earth. The purpose of the church, the service of the church, the agenda of the church, nobody, no organization, no power, no one on earth can fulfill it. You see? And because of that, the church is a unique thing for mankind, for all organizations, for mankind, for every country. Amen. And now many people are fighting against the church. Of course, they will fight against the church because the enemies of God or the enemies of Christ or the enemies of Christians or the enemies of good will fight against the church. And Jesus said it. Jesus said, the gate of hell shall not prevail against the church. So there are gates of hell. This gate of hell can be human beings, can be organization, can be group of people. And the sad thing is, you have Christians or so-called Christians fighting against the church, knowing or unknowing, willing or unwilling. If the enemies of God, if witches, satanists, unbelievers, wicked people, wicked organizations are fighting against the church, we can understand it, it, it's not a problem. But if a Christian or a so-called Christian or a church is fighting against the church, then that is a trouble. Then that is treachery. Amen. But some are doing it willingly. Some, they, uh, Satan is using them. Some are not even aware. But as we look at the importance of the church, you will begin to see and realize that if you are a Christian and you rise up against the church or you fight against the church or you don't accept the church or you don't become what the church or you take the church for granted, you are digging your own grave. You are fighting against yourself because, listen, there are things in every Christian life that it will only take the church. There are things. Look at it. I'll show it to you. The church comes with its unique blessing, reward, security for the members of the church. Amen. So if you are not a member of a church, or if you take your church that you are supposed to be a member, or you are a member for, for granted, or you rise against, you become a Judas in it, or fight against it, you see that you are damaging what? 
your own self. In the realms of the spirit, you become the cancer in the body. And Jesus said, you'll be cut away. You, be, you cut away. So we are going to look at the importance of the church. This is a very extreme important subject. Because on this earth, God does nothing without the church. Everything that God is doing on this earth, and will do on this earth, and has been doing on this earth, it is for the church, by the church, through the church, and with the church. There's nothing God does outside the church, without the church, not for the church, not with the church. We, we are going to look at all. So this makes this subject extreme importance. As I said, we are not going to look at why we do the things in church, uh, the rules in church. We want to look at the important, so that you yourself you will see that when you play with your church, the church, you are playing with yourself. Especially as what a Christian. If you fight with the church as a Christian, if you look down on the church as a Christian, you are looking down on your own self. Especially your church. Praise the Lord Jesus. You see, to understand the church. Okay, let's hit the scriptures. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, what is the church? But before we define the church, God, we must understand what the church is. Because many people don't understand what the church is. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. But before we look at what the church is, you see, when we talk about soul winning, when we, if we are going to be honest, if we are going to go deep and call a spade a spade, and what it is, what it is, and we say soul winning, soul winning is actually starting a church so win is actually building a church so win is not just going to tell somebody about christ and the person accept christ and that's the end no it is part of the process but till that person is saved and is established you have not won a soul and for that person to be saved and to be established you need the person or the people constantly to be teaching them to be ministering to them so when we talk about soul winning, soul winning itself is church, starting up church, is setting up churches. You cannot truly talk about soul winning without talking about the establishment of the church. And not like I'm saying, let's look at the scripture. Matthew, Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20. So when you remove the church, there won't be soul winning. Without the church, souls will not be winning. There's no one who is born today and grow up today. The person must be taken care of till the person mature to be able to take care of himself. So when somebody confess Christ today, will not be mature today. Let's read it. Matthew chapter 28, 18 to 20. Hallelujah. Amen. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Mm -hmm. The word of God says, Then Jesus came to them and said, mm -hmm. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, mm -hmm. baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of age. Amen. So, this is the scripture, the master scripture we use for soul winning. It said, Jesus said, What? Go into all what? Nations, yes, yes. making disciples of what? Mm -hmm. Me, mm -hmm. baptizing them, and what? 
teaching them everything I've commanded you. Can you teach a person everything God has commanded you in one minute or one second, one hour, or in a crusade? Uh -huh. Can you teach a person everything that God has commanded you in the Bible in even a year? Can you teach a person everything that Christ has commanded us to teach without gathering the people constantly, weekly? So when we talk about soul winning, it is church planting. Because without church planting, you cannot. This Matthew 28 verse 18 to 20 will not what? Happen. Even baptism will not happen. Because the moment the person accepts Christ, the person will be missing. Amen. So when we talk about complete soul winning, we are talking about church planting. So I'm just saying this to say, many Christians claim and say and acknowledge that our purpose is to win soul. If our purpose is truly to win soul, then churches must be established. Without, without a church, you can't win soul. Without a church, when you think you've win soul, it will amount to nothing. Because when people become born again, now it is the church that teaches them, pray for them, minister to them, so they become mature. When people become born again, they don't stop their sins immediately. It's a stage. So if somebody truly is saved now, but he will still be struggling with the masturbation. It will take teaching, the power of God, ministration, before finally somebody will be saved today, but will be full of demons. It will take teaching. Prayers, ministration, and without the church, all this thing will not what happen. When you give birth today and you leave the baby today, what happens to the baby? The baby dies. So when you win a soul today and you leave the soul, it dies. When someone becomes born again today and you leave the person, it dies. So it is by the church, with the church, that the person that is born again, the baby, is taken care of, is guided, is fed to the baby matured. So when we talk about soul winning, we are talking about church planting. You see? So the church is a very great thing. But as I said today, this is just an introduction. We are looking at the importance of what? Church. Now what is the church? Now what is the church? Now the church, the church is the body of Christ Jesus. And the full body of Christ Jesus. And every member of a church is part of the body of Christ. The members of the church are individual bodies of Christ Jesus. And Christ is the head of the church. Now the church is not a temple. Now the church is not one person. But the church is Christ Jesus himself, his body on this earth. And he himself is the head of that body. And you, me, we as members of that church become individual members of what? The Christ body. Some of us will be the fingers, some will be the toes, some will be the neck, some will be the eyes of that church. Amen. So, it, but you, as an individual, you are a temple of God. You are not a church. When the temples come together as in the body of Christ, then we become what? A church. What does it mean that you are a temple? That the Spirit of God lives in you. 
That makes you a household, a place of God, temple of God. But the church is the physical representation of what? The body of Christ. For you to understand it, America, in this country, there's America in this country. In this country, United Kingdom, there's America in this country. In this country, United Kingdom, there is Nigeria in this country. But where is Nigeria? Where is America? When you go to Nigeria Embassy, their whole building is considered as Nigeria. British, United Kingdom has no authority over the Embassy of Nigeria in London. British Embassy, a uh, British, United Kingdom have no authority over the American Embassy in London. So American Embassy in London is the physical representation of the nation of America in United Kingdom. So if you want to deal with America, you have to go there. If you want to deal with Nigeria, you have to go there. If you you cannot bypass Nigerian embassy or American embassy to deal with Nigeria officially in this on this land. The diplomat, who is a diplomat, the representation of Nigeria is in the embassy. It's the same with the church. So the church is the representation of Christ Jesus on earth. The body, his body himself, and we are the individual ones. Members, let's look at it in the scriptures. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 23. You are looking at the church, I've defined it, but I want you to see it for yourself. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 23. We, we must really understand this because what the Lord has shown me that many Christians has been destroyed or they are not blessed. I'll show you all this thing because in the church, they take it for granted, they play with the church. They even act as if they are doing God a favor by be, uh, be, uh, becoming part of the church. Some of them say even their actions make them enemies of the church. And if you're enemy of the church, you'll be enemy of Christ. Because it is his body. So this is what makes this case. And many of them ask to, we've lost our blessing that we are supposed to get as Christian because of our attitude in our church, which is the body of Christ, towards our church. Amen. Read it. Let's look at what the church is. Mm -hmm. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 23. Mm -hmm. Amen. It says, um, For the husband is the head of the wife, mm -hmm. as Christ is the head of the church, mm -hmm. his body, of which is the Savior. Amen. So it says, Christ is what? The head of the church, his what? Body. So Ephesians 5, verse 23 says what? The body, the church is the body of what? Christ. And Christ is what? The head of what? The church. It is clear there. Now let's read the same Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22 to 23. So you can see clearly that Ephesians 5, verse 23 says the church is not a temple, but it is the body of Christ Jesus. And Christ is the head. Amen. Okay. Ephesians 1, verse 22 to 23. Ephesians 1, 22 to 23. Mm -hmm. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church, mm -hmm. which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every day. Amen. We, we've read this. I want Amen. to echo it. It said God made Christ what? The mm -hmm. head of what? Mm -hmm. The what? The head over everything for the church. Everything for the church. Yeah. So Christ is not just the head of the church. He is the head of everything of the church. Meaning everything the church does, everything the church is involved and will be doing, he is the head. But then the main reason we read this, it made me understand again that what? The church is what? The body 
of Christ Jesus. So devotional life church is the body of Christ Jesus. Now I'm not talking about, of course, you should know this. I'm not talking about false churches, fake churches. That's not what I'm talking. They will be there and they are even going to increase. I'm talking about the church of God, the true churches. Amen. Now let's read the same Ephesians chapter 5, verse 30. So we see clearly that the church is the body of Christ, and Christ is the head of the church and the head of everything of the church. So the choir, Christ is the head. Yeah, the pastoral, Christ is the head. The Sunday school team, Christ is the head. Amen. Okay. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 30. Mm -hmm. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 30. It says, For we are members of his body, mm -hmm. the church. Mm -hmm. For we are members of his body. Yeah. So you see, he was clear. He said, We are members what? of what? His body, the church. Remember, we read Ephesians 5, verse 23 that says, Christ is the head. Of the church and the church's body, and they say we are what members of the body. Amen. So, in other words, we form the body, we form what the church. And let's read first Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. You see that it will tell us that we are individual what members of the church of the body. Amen. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 27. Mm -hmm. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Amen. So he said, now we, the church, are the body of Christ, and each one of us is a part. The King James said, particular what? Members of the body. You don't need to read it. So we, each one of us are particular members. Some of us, God brings us to, to the church to be the ear. Some of us, he brings us to be one head. Some of us, he brings us to be the eyelashes. If you don't take your place, he will replace you. Because the church must grow. The members must grow. The body must grow. So the church, your church, you are an individual member. You might even be the toe knee or the toe, the knee. Of the church but it is a very important thing or you don't believe so okay if you don't believe so after service just bring your toe and I'll just remove the knee if you allow me if it, it will be all right for you if you'll be happy uh -huh. so the church is the body of Christ and the members of that church are individual what members of what Christ's body what does it mean if you don't belong to a church, it means that you don't belong to what? The body of Christ. No, you all did 1 plus 1 equals what? 2. Yeah. 1 minus 2, you all did opposite. What does it mean? Mm -hmm. Until you belong to a church, you don't belong to the what? The body. body of Christ. You are not part of the body of Christ. I didn't say it. This is scripture. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. I've said this several times. Uh, I, I want us to read this because I've heard many people say this to me in Jesus' Dancer campaign. And I have to correct them. I have to let them know that no, 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 no. Many people, when they don't go to church and tell them, brother, you can't serve God. You cannot be part of the member of um, Christ without belonging to a church. They say, oh, you know, I'm the church. Uh, I'm a temple. Yes, but a temple is not a church. A temple is a physical structure. A building where the spirit of God lives. So your body is a temple. 
by your entire body, you become an individual, a particular member of the body of Christ. That's when you go and you become part of what? A church. So let's read it. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. Sorry, first Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Three verse sixty. Amen. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Corinthians chapter three verse sixteen. Mm -hmm. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple, mm -hmm. and that God's spirit lives among you? Amen. Amen. So you are not a church. You are a temple. What does it mean to be a temple? That the spirit of God dwells in you. You have the Holy Spirit in you. So it makes you a temple, a household of what God. But it does not make you what a church. Don't, don't confuse it. Now, the church is not for the pastor. The church, which is the body of Christ Jesus, is for Christ Jesus. The pastor only appoints a pastor because there must be duty. And if there must be duty, there must be responsibility. And if there must be responsibility, there must be authority. So the Holy Spirit chooses or Christ appointed a pastor, which is, we say, the ambassador on earth, that by him, through him, will be the head, the leader by which the church will be built. So the pastor himself is part of the church. So no church of God is for a pastor. Whenever the church is for a pastor, it is no more for Christ Jesus. So the church is not for the pastor. Many behave as Christians, we keep pointing to the pastors, no, but many Christians behave as if their attendance and their, their doings and relationship in church, they are doing the pastor a favor. Mm. You are deceiving yourself because regardless of you, church, God will build this church yes. anyway. Amen. Look at it for yourself. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27 to 28. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 27 to 28. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. 1 Corinthians Christ placed them in. The church is not what? For them. They were only what? Placed there so that they, of course, they have a duty and a responsibility. But the church is not for them. Do you know that all churches that are in existence started by one person? Methodist church was started by John Wesley. Today, John Wesley is dead. The Methodist church belonged to him. No. It has even spread what? Worldwide. I can call churches and call what? Churches. If it belonged to John Wesley when he died, his children will what? Inherit what? Methodist church. Um, that would be the end of what? Methodist what? Church. So the pastor, the church is not what? The pastor does not belong to what? The pastor. Amen. The pastor has been ordained what? In the church as one of the people. So that God can hold him and use him. You see, there's this scripture. Let's read it. It said, Thou art Peter, and upon you I will build what? My what? Church. We just need to read it. Amen. Amen. What was Jesus showing us by that scripture? Amen. Let's open our Bible. Amen. Let's open our Bible. And let's read 
Um, yes. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Mm-hmm. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hells will not overcome it. Amen. 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 So he said, You are what? Peter. Peter, and upon you I will build my church. This was Jesus speaking. Yeah. So it is the church is for Jesus. He is the one who is building it, but he chooses a man called a pastor, and upon that man, he builds what? His church. But the church is not for what? That man, that pastor. The pastor is just a vessel. Praise the Lord, he said. So let's read Acts chapter 20, verse 8. Acts chapter 20, verse 8. Or, sorry, Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Let's read Acts chapter 20, verse 28, please. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Mm-hmm. Keep watch over yourselves and on all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseer. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. Amen. Amen. So the church, he said, the church is bought by what? Mm-hmm. The blood of Jesus. That is why the church belongs to what? Jesus. But I said, keep watch over the flocks, the members that the Holy Spirit has made what? Overseer. So Jesus wants to start a church on earth and tell the Holy Spirit on earth, God Jesus is with the Father, that a new church must start. Find a vessel upon whom I will build what? My church. Then the Holy Spirit skies and for whatever reason, he chooses the pastor. That pastor Emmanuel, come. I've called you, Christ has called you and I've chosen you to build what? His church. Follow me. As long as you follow him upon you, he will build what? His church. That is how it works. So when you are dealing with the church, when you are doing good with the church, you are not doing the pastor a favor. Many pastors, when they die, the church is not in their will. They leave the church and they go. Many of them, their children, does not even belong to the church they started. Their children move on and do other words, businesses. Amen. Amen. I hope we understand. Yes. Now, we have seen clearly what the church is. We have seen that the church is for Christ Jesus. The church is not for the pastor. And you as an individual, you are not what? A church. You are just what? A temple. Mm-hmm. Now, what about the place of meeting? Or the place of what? Or the church what? Mm-hmm. Building. Now, what you must understand is that the church of God God has ordained the church that is a group of people who become one body in the spirit and in the flesh. So that one body are supposed to meet at a geography. And the place that they are supposed to meet, God must agree or tell them, there I want to meet you people. So the church always have a place that officially spiritually god knows the angels knows and all the body know that this is where we meet this is the time we meet this is the day what we meet by that we have an appointment with the holy spirit and with the angels we look at it when we meet a lot of things happen in the spirit and with the saints there's a timetable and a place so the church yes can meet 
in a hall, can meet in someone's house, can meet even in a garage, or can rent a hall, or can build the temple, which is the ultimate. Every church must make sure they build a temple for the Lord. Amen. Amen. But the place of meeting is important. And the place of meeting is the place that we call what? The building or the temple. So the church also has a temple. But the church temple is the place where what? The people meet. Why? Why are you a temple? You are a temple because the spirit Christ lives in you by what? The spirit of God. That is what makes you a temple. So wherever officially the church begins to meet, that place becomes what? A temple of God. And it is not the same with anywhere. The moment officially, God knows, devotional life church, you meet at 30 south and every week. This time to that time, that moment, that place is consecrated. It becomes a temple of God. Amen. Look at it for yourself. Deuteronomy chapter 12 verse 5. Deuteron That's why the place we meet matters. Deuteronomy chapter 12 verse 5, please. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 12 verse 5. Mm -hmm. But you are to seek... The place the Lord your God will choose from among all your tribes to put his name there for his dwelling, for his dwelling, for his dwelling. Amen. Amen. So note, he said you are to choose the place that God will put his name there among all your tribes. The tribes of Israel stand for Christians. So among all Christians, God chooses a place to put what? His name there. And there is the place you are supposed to what? Meet. And it is that place that we call the temple of God. The place of meeting, not just anywhere. You cannot meet at the marketplace and say we've gathered. You cannot meet today here, tomorrow there, and say we have gathered. God should come. No. There's a place that He what chooses where He put His name. That is where we are to meet. Look at it again. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 11. Amen. I just want you to 7 verse 11. It's the 15 to 16 hour one, but we are reading the 7 verse 11 so that we know that he's talking about the temple of God. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 11. Uh -huh. When Solomon had finished the temple of the Lord and the royal palace and had succeeded in carrying out all he had in mind to do in the temple of the Lord and in his own palace. Amen. Amen. This is just to not let you know that the next scriptures is about the temple of the Lord, the physical place where the church meet. Now read the 15 to 16. Let's read the 15 to 16. Second Chronicles the same Second Chronicles chapter 7, 15 to, 16. Mm -hmm. 15 to 16. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the... So now this is God talking. Say his eyes will be open and his ears will be attentive to where? Mm -hmm. To the prayers offered in this place. In the prayers offered in this place, the temple. So there's a special grace for the place of meeting, for the time of meeting. Continue to the 16. I have chosen and consecrated this temple so that my name... No, he has chosen and consecrated the temple. Why? So that my name may be there forever. So that his name may be there forever. So where we meet, there's a lot that happens behind the scene. People don't realize. Anything you see a man of God doing, there's more spiritual side than the physical side. Amen. Uh, we just don't choose places. When we choose places, God must accept. When we want a place, several times I'll get a place, the Lord will tell me no. No. It is where he says yes, because there is a place. Amen. Amen. That he will dwell. Amen. That he will put his name on. 
that he will accept and there he will meet us. There his ears will be attentive. There his eyes will be open to see. So in this context, it's, it's the temple. Meaning there are things you can do, he won't see it. But when you are doing it in his church, he sees it. Things you say, pray, you won't hear it. But in his church, it's different. Because that is the place he has chosen among what? The tribes, among Christians. And he has put his name. And that is the place we call what? The temple. Whether it is a temple, whether it is a home, a garage, or a house. As long as it is spiritually official to God, that moment, that hour, he's there. So this is the, this is the difference between the church and the place of meeting. So the church is the body of Christ. That's individual body and members of Christ that meet at a specific, particular place in a set time, officially, with God, according to the calendar of God. Amen. Amen. Please, do we, do we get the difference? Yes. And when we meet God matters, it matters. Because you, your home matters to you. Where you sleep matters to you. How much more where we meet God Almighty. Yeah, your house that has your house number, your name on, it matters to you. How much more the place that has God's name on. That is why we spend in the church. Because we we'll do that for ourselves. Why not God? That is why we buy expensive things also for God. That is why we decorate God also, his place where we meet him. It's not, it's necessary. It is necessary. It is necessary. Even your children's bedroom, you decorate there. How much more almighty God? Amen. Amen. All this is for us to know. We must know. Because what God has shown, many Christians are perishing because of lack of knowledge. The same thing that is for them, they draw it on. They play with it. They abuse it. So the thing does not become a blessing. And God's way are fixed. You can't change it. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now, the next thing I want you to know is that we've already read it, isn't it? That the church is not for the pastor. Amen. Matter of fact, the church submits to what? The pastor. Ephesians chapter 5. Sorry, the church is submitted to what? Christ Jesus. So the pastor is also. Remember, he's appointed in the church. He's also submitted to Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 24. Mm -hmm. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 24. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 24. Mm -hmm. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives shall submit to their... Who does the church submit to? Christ. So the church submit to Christ. Amen. Everything Christ. Everything I do, I have to make sure I submit to, to Christ. I have to make sure he gives me the green light. It is spiritual. The thing is very real. It's very real. Sometimes say yes. Sometimes say no. There are many times he, the things he tells me about his church. Some of the things are hard for me, but I have to obey him. One time he said to me, let this woman count the money. I said, yes, sir. We went to, I said, oh, begin to count the money. Another time, he said to me, see this woman, never allow her to join the choir. The choir. And lo and behold, I said, yes, sir. I, I didn't even understand it. Because the woman was in the choir. By then, the woman was even in the country. And the husband called me and said, oh, my wife wants to join the choir. This is after God has spoken to her. I said, no, she can't join. God just 
told me no no yeah i said no you can't join because I, today no god told me she's not allowed yeah amen so the church is submitted to what god the offerings the tithe is for god the prayers is for god whatever we do in the church we don't want it to be pleasing to human beings. We want it to be pleasing to the owner, Christ. We don't think of human beings. I don't think about any human being. When I'm doing anything in the church, with the church, I only think about the owner. Yeah. Because the church, if I was working for Barclays and I'm working for Barclays, I wouldn't think of anybody when I'm working for Barclays. I'll think of what? My manager about Barclays, isn't it? I'll do everything for Barclays. Make sure as long as the CEO is what? Happy for with me. Amen. But note, the church is human beings. So if you are doing it for Christ, the church, it is human beings that what? Yeah. Benefits. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay, now, the next thing I want you to know, that every church, there is a general mandate for every church of God. But apart from the general mandate, every church has a specific and a particular mandate there is a general grace for every church but every church has a specific grace there is a general way that god is using every church but there's also a specific way that god uses an individual church that is why it is dangerous when you are in church a and you don't do the things in church B, but you are doing the things in church C. Meaning the grace in church A, that make the things in church B work. You are doing church C, but you don't have that grace. So people who move from church to church don't belong to any church. They don't amount to anything. You see, people who are established in a church, they amount to something. Because it takes the grace. Let, let me show it to you. Amen. Let me show it to you. Okay, now... For you to understand this, read Acts chapter 7, verse 38. Amen. And there, there, there is a place that every church is supposed to be. There is a place. Amen. Acts chapter 7, verse 38. Acts chapter 7, verse 38. Mm -hmm. He was in the assembly in the wilderness mm -hmm. with the angel who spoke to him on Mount Sinai and with our ancestors. And he received living words to pass on to us. Amen. Okay, read the King James on this scripture for me. It will be easier for me to what? Interpret it. Amen. Yeah. You know, the NIV say he was with the assembly in the wilderness. The yeah. word assembly stands for the church. But the King James translated it as it was. So instead of finding scriptures to show you what that assembly means, uh, means church, mm -hmm. the King James will save us from that time. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. So look at King James for me. Acts chapter 7 verse 38. Mm -hmm. This is he that was in the church in the wilderness. So in the wilderness when the tribe of Judah and uh, when the tribes of Israel were in the wilderness, the Bible said it was a church. Mm. So it said it was Christ who was with what? The church in the wilderness. The wilderness was the 40 years that Israel spent in what? The wilderness. So when they were there, it was a church. We are looking at this because I want to show you something so that when I'm showing you, you understand that it was the church. So Israel were the body of Christ, were Christians. But Judah, tribe of Judah was a church. Church of Judah. Church of what? Nazareth. 
church of what? Issachar. But they were all Christians. Amen. And it's there. It said the church in the wilderness was with them. Okay, so now let's go to the wilderness. I want to point out the things I said to you. Numbers chapter 1 verse 52. Because these are fundamental things that you must understand. Especially in this time, it is dangerous. You find people, they don't belong to church. They say online church. My friend, there's nothing like online church. Online church is only meant the same thing to broadcast it to the world. Also, that for whatever reason, genuine reason, you couldn't attend the church. At least you can still what? Tune in. We use technology. Because the church is built on a person. The ark of the covenant must be on the shoulders of the priest, not on the cart. Like now, we are doing online service. Why? Because we cannot meet. The one that will just stay there, we rather do it what? Online. But it's not the same. Yeah. Amen. So look at it. Numbers chapter 1 verse 52. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Numbers so we are looking at the church in the wilderness now. Mm -hmm. Numbers chapter 1 verse 52. Mm -hmm. The Israelites are to set up their tents by divisions. Mm -hmm. Each of them in their own camp under their standard. Amen. So this is God speaking. So in the church in the wilderness, they were walking all Israel. But look at what he said. He said each of them are supposed to what? Set up what? They are camp in their own what division, each of them under their own banner. Meaning, Issachar, even though they are all Israel, they are not meant to be what mixed. Issachar has to be here with what his banner. What is the banner? What you stand for? That is what stands for the grace. That is what I mean. That every church has what a grace. So, even though they were all Israel Christian, each of them were camping by their tribe, by their church. Because when there's no order, nothing can be achieved. When we all want to do the same thing, who will do what? Others. The Bible says we are an army. Army is strategic. And it is placed, and it's in what? Divisions. It's the same with the church. That's why you must be careful before you criticize the church. Because you don't know their banner. Even though there's a general, there is a general, but there's also a specific. Let's look at the same numbers. The same numbers, chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. The same numbers, chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. Numbers, chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. Mm -hmm. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, mm -hmm. These Israelites are to camp around the tent of meeting some distance from it, mm -hmm. each of them under their standard and holding the banners of their family. They were supposed to come, but each of them what? Under their standard. There's different standard. The standard means the duty, the specific. The specific thing for the church. Amen. Amen. And also what? They are not supposed to mix by them stripes, by their churches. Eh? Finish it. The three for me. On the east towards the sunrise, the divisions of the camp of Judah are to camp under their standard. Amen. Amen. So the camp of Judah, the church of Judah is supposed to come under what? Mm. Their standard. Yeah. The church of Issachar are supposed to come under their what? Standard. So every church is supposed to come by itself and under what? A standard. When we talk about unity, unity doesn't mean the same. Many a time when people are the same, they are not united, they compete. True unity is everybody playing their role. Mm. Then we become united. When everyone play their role in your website, 
If your work is to be united, what will show that your work, the workers are united when everyone is playing their exact role? When people begin to play different roles, it's supposed everything. Then there's no plan, there's no agenda. Nothing can be achieved. Imagine the manager wants to be the cleaner, the cleaner wants to be the chef. Imagine. Has the cleaner been trained to be the chef? No. Has the manager been trained, for example, to be the cleaner? Mm. Eh? Has the sales assistant been trained to be a manager? So imagine the confusion. So there is a specific and general role for every church. So when God looks at us, we are all his church, but he sees us Israel, but he always deals with us specifically. God, Jesus, never deals with us as his church. He deals with us as specific church, as a tribe, as individual church. Jesus never deals with the churches in Croydon as churches in Croydon are doing. Never. He will deal with church A in Croydon, as doing church B in credit as doing well, church C in credit as doing well because each church is an individual specific member. That is why I don't like it when people general churches, when people say churches these days are like this, churches it is worse. How many churches do you know? How many churches have you been to? Say that your church or be specific because every church is a complete body. Of Christ Jesus. Church A is not responsible for church B. They are only responsible for Jesus. Why? Who, who does the church report to? No, no, we read it. It's not all the churches are submitted to Christ. So is the church there? The pastor church there? Is he submitted to me? Am I submitted to that church? So that church is submitted to Christ. So why do you judge that church? If especially you are not a member of the church. Your talking will only harm you. Because whatever you say, that church will never hear it. That's right. Because they don't even know you. But if anything, it will become a judgment against you. So you see that even Jesus Christ, his last words, even him, his last words on earth was to churches. But he didn't address the churches as one. He addressed each church as an individual what? church. Let's look at it. Revelation. Let's read Revelation chapter 1, verse 19 to 20. So from now, instead of saying the church, I will say your church. Because I want to, so that you will realize that it's about you, it's about the body of Christ you belong to. Amen. Amen. So look at Revelation chapter 1, verse 19 to 20. Revelation chapter 1, verse 19 uh -huh. to 20. Write therefore what you have seen, mm -hmm. what is now and what will take place mm -hmm. later. The mystery of the seven stars that you saw in the right hand and of the seven golden lampstands mm -hmm. is this. The seven stars are the angels. We are reading just to the 20. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. Mm -hmm. And the seven lampstands are the seven churches. So, he spoke about seven churches, isn't he? Yes. The reason why we read this for you to know that he was speaking about seven different mm -hmm. churches. churches yeah. But you also notice that he didn't speak to them genuinely. Mm -hmm. He spoke to a specific church specifically. And when you read it, you see that every church, he will tell the church what he likes and what he hates about the church and how well they are doing. He never makes it. And all the seven churches have different, different issues. So Christ does not deal with churches as churches. He deals with every church of his as individual. Because if this my hand slaps somebody, you cannot go and hold the hand of another person responsible for slapping what? That person, because that person is a member of my house. 
Please, do you understand? So look at Revelation chapter 2, verse 1. Look at it. He was speaking to the churches. I just want you to realize that he spoke to these seven churches individually. Read it for me. Revelation chapter 2, verse 1. Mm -hmm. To the angel of the church in Ephesus. To the church in Ephesus. Read the 8. Hmm? Revelation chapter 2 verse 8 uh -huh. To the angel of the church in, in Smyrna To the church in Samina uh -huh. Read the 12 To the angel of the church in Pergamos To the church in Pergamos Have you noticed that he was dealing with the church individually? Yeah. If you continue to read it he, After to the angel of the church in Pergamos He would deal with Pergamos church alone Then you move to another church mm -hmm. So as a member of a church Your sole responsibility is to your church because you are account and you'll be judged by what you are in your church if you continue to read we are not going to read it because today our concern is important you see that they were dealt with as individuals and as a church so when you read let's read the 18 have you read the 18 no yeah read the 18 to the angel of the church in Tatira. Tatira. but when you continue to read see that he dealt with them why are we looking at? You must understand that every church is responsible for itself. Every church has its banner, its standard, increase, and we march in tribes, in troops, in churches. So Jesus will not come and say, all churches in Craig are doomed. We say devotional like church. You did well because even though your strength is small, you fought the good fight. We say, Church B, you are big, you have muscles, but you were men. To send five more pastors to the villages and you didn't send them. I'm not happy with you. You will never say this was Starlight Church. You are responsible for what Church B did. No. 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 Or you say because Church B didn't send devotional like church, you have nothing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. So focus on your church because you are an individual member of your church, not the churches. Right. Not churches, yeah. but a church. Yeah. When we're reading, did you see churches? You just saw mm -hmm. a church. That's right. A church. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. The next thing I want you to know about the church, all these are introduction, because we are interested to know the importance of the church. Amen. Amen. Church attendance or gathering, we gather together because we've been commanded. It's a command. It's not for fun that we gather. It is a command. It is a command, especially in United Kingdom. It takes a lot of money to be able to gather together. Every church, the bigger the church, the more money it takes for them to be able to gather together. Because let me explain it to you. If you are 10 members, you need a small place. If you are 100 members, you need a bigger place. The bigger the place, the more what? Expensive. So if it wasn't a command, a necessity, no church or no pastor would like us to uh, what? meet because every church when you start the problem is always the rent it's always the rent it's always the rent churches are even pay up to 900 pounds just for meeting five days and uh, five hours in a week you see so if it is not a command for church attendance there will be no need there will be no need so you must understand that church attendance is a command. The meeting like we've done now online is a command. And when we look at the blessing, you see that it comes with its specific blessing. And what takes place when we meet 
Nothing will take place anywhere. It only takes place when we come together. Amen. It's called koinonia. That's the uh, 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 Greek word. Communion. Fellowship of the bread in the Holy One. Not, not, not a club. So let's look at church what? Meetings. Church attendance. Leviticus chapter 23 verse 3. Amen. Amen. Leviticus chapter 23 verse 3. Leviticus chapter 23 verse 3. Hallelujah. Amen. Leviticus chapter 23 verse 3. Mm -hmm. There are six days when you may work, mm -hmm. but the seventh day is a day of Sabbath rest. Mm -hmm. A day so, of sacred rest. So this is where church meeting was introduced. Remember, church in the wilderness. Yeah. So he said the seventh day what? A day of rest, a day of sacred assembly. A day of what? Sacred what? Mm -hmm. Assembly. So church meetings are sacred assembly. Mm -hmm. Another word for the word sacred is holy. Mm -hmm. So church meetings are not ordinary meetings. It's not a club who has met. It's not to entertain. It's a holy meeting. A sacred what? Assembly. assembly. I will show you why it is sacred. Because whenever we meet as a church, God is there. The Holy Spirit is there. The angels are there. Plus other spirit beings of God. There are other spirit beings of God. Plus even departed saints are there. So for all you know, today, if your mother is dead and she's a saint, God might allow her to work, to be part of today's service. Yeah, but I'll show it to you. Don't worry. I'll show it to you. So, but I want to say a sacred, a sacred assembly. This is what our church meetings is. It's a sacred assembly. A holy what? Assembly. And Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25, commanded, is a command, that we should not forsake it. The Leviticus we read, is a command. It's a command. If you are listening to this, you are blessed. Amen. Because, you see, this will grant you. If you are a Christian, you are suffering. Pay attention to this. Except maybe the church you are going is not of God. But if it's of God, check your role and your behavior and how you take the church serious. My friend, my friend, my own friend, he's older than me. He used to be my driver uh, when I used to be in Ghana. And when I was leaving Ghana, I took him to the church. I told him, because I knew he had a problem. His background was Buddhist, and he was stuck on Akua. So I took him to the church. When I was in Ghana, he would take me to church. So when I was leaving, this was a man. I told him, I said, no matter what, don't leave the church. Stay in the church. When I left Ghana, within four weeks, he stopped the church. He left the church. Do you know what he died of? About a year later, he died of hunger. Hunger. But if he was in the church, there was no way he would die of hunger. There was no way he would die of hunger. Yeah. There was no way. There was no way. Because I know the church. Food. Even, why did he die of hunger? Because he doesn't have money. The money he have, he would rather drink and will not get money to eat. So that's why. But even going to church, you will cut down your drinking. Yeah. You, if you are going to go to church Sunday, there's no way you will get drunk in the morning. Yeah. Because you are going to church. Anyway. Amen. Read it for me. Hebrews chapter 1025. We are looking at church service, church attendance. Mm -hmm. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Mm -hmm. Not giving up 
meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, by encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. He said, do not give up meeting what? Together. Yeah. That is a command. That is a command. That is a command right there. Yeah. That is what? A command. So this holy formal gathering, this secret garden, Hebrews say, you must not, I like how the King James put it. No, you don't need to read it. Say, do not forsake the gathering of the saints. Because listen, it's not a gathering of worldly people. It's not a gathering of footballers. It's not a gathering of those who play cheese. It's a gathering of the saints. It's not a fashion gathering, even though we dress. It's not a gathering of the rich or the poor. It's a gathering of the saints. A sacred assembly. In fact, read the King James. I love the scriptures. Amen. But I know many of them are using the King James anymore. Anyway. So he said what? Do not forsake the gathering of the saints. When you read 2 Peter, rather, let's read 2 Peter. Uh, 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 sorry, let's read Acts chapter 2, verse 42. The early church, when we say early church, not the first church, meaning the church after Christ Jesus. The church was there before Christ Jesus. And when Christ Jesus came, the church now was, was, was born out from the desert into the whole world. So the early church, which was the first church, Bible said they devoted themselves to fellowship, to that secret assembly. They devoted themselves to it. That was why they lacked nothing. That was why they were, there was power. Let's read it. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Mm -hmm. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Amen. What did they devote themselves to? To the fellowship. Yeah. Not, he, he, didn't, he didn't say to fellowship. Yeah. To the fellowship. To the what? Sacred assembly. Mm -hmm. They devoted themselves to it. When you hear the word devote, devote me constantly, yeah. specific. Giving time, other than that, there cannot be devotion. They devoted themselves. So we are supposed to devote ourselves to what? Fellowship. We look at the blessing that comes with church, and you see that if you don't devote yourself to fellowship, there's a level of blessing and intervention from God, and even knowledge and wisdom and impartation of God, and that you would never have. Even a level of breakthrough, because there are things that it takes only the church, that God only does it during church service. Because it's a special kind of service when we meet together. So what did Jesus say? Luke chapter 4, verse 16. The Bible says in Luke chapter 4, verse 16, say the habit of Jesus, the habit of Jesus, no to his habit, other verses say his custom was to go to the church every Sabbath. He was always there. Let's read it. Luke chapter 4, verse 16. Mm -hmm. Luke chapter 4, verse 16. Luke chapter 4, verse 16. Mm -hmm. He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue as was his custom. His on the Sabbath day, Jesus went to the synagogue as it was what? His custom. Custom means he's not there for them. You think if it's not important, Jesus will do it. You think you are wiser than Jesus, who is the head of the church. Bible says, as it was what? It's custom and went to the synagogue. The synagogue is the temple, the place of God where God has put his name. As it was his custom. You see, let me introduce this now. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22 to 24. 
I want you to see when we meet, whenever we meet, in the realms of the spirit and in the physical, this is what happens. And not only in the now, now that we've met, this is happening now. Yeah. Whenever we meet, so this does not happen in your house, what we are coming to read. It doesn't happen when we even meet together as at a partner. It happens when we meet together as what? Sacred assembly, as a church. Official fellowship. A koinonia. This is what happened. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22 to 24. Amen. Mm -hmm. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22 to 24. Mm -hmm. But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, mm -hmm. the heavenly Jerusalem. Mount Zion is the church, is the name of the church. Amen. Amen. So you have come to Mount Zion, so a heavenly Jerusalem. So the moment you go to church, in a church service, in the fellowship, that moment is a heavenly Jerusalem. What? Mm -hmm. the, the, just like you go to Nigeria and Basi. That is Nigeria. Yeah. Yeah. They can call the president for you there right now. You get it all in the embassy. The moment you go to American embassy, that is America. Yeah. So he said, you've come to Mount Zion. Mount Zion is the church. It's another name for the church. And say, a heavenly word, Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. So our church meeting, when we gather, that moment is a heavenly place. Eh? You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels. And said there are thousands upon thousands of angels here. Enjoy this is when you come. This is only in church service. It doesn't happen anywhere. Thousands of angels. Mm -hmm. eh? To the church of the firstborn whose names are written in Did you hear to the church? Yeah. So when you, this is when you come to church. This is not when you belong to church. It said for you have come to Mount Zion. The heaven Jerusalem, where there are thousands upon thousands, the church of the firstborn. We know who the firstborn is. Who is the firstborn? Who is Christ Jesus? We've already read that the church is for what? So when you come to church, you come to a heaven Jerusalem. You come to Mount Zion, where there are thousands upon thousands of angels. You won't get this in your house. Matter of a many household, God is not there. Anyway. Continue, please. Continue. Mm -hmm. You have come to God, the judge of all. You've come to God. You see, you've come to God officially. Whenever you attend church, except the church is not of God. Continue for me. To the spirit of the righteous made perfect. To the spirit of the righteous made perfect. To the spirit of the saints. This is what I was saying earlier on. Yeah, one time we were in church service. I was preaching and I just felt this strong thing. I just felt this strong thing. I didn't know what it was it, but there was something strong. The officer, in the middle of the service, as I was preaching, it's like, I miss my mother. It's like, now, from nowhere, my, my mother is there. It's like, I miss my mother. It's like, my mother, I miss my mother. It's like, where from this? It's like, I'm going to cry. Where is from this? It's like, oh, I never got to fellowship with my mother till she died. Then a voice said to me, he's watching you now. He's watching you now. The garden of the sin. One time, I was listening to Pastor Chris. Amen. And when he stepped on stage, he said, God told him today that today, this service, many of the saints will be allowed to be part of the service. So he said, You have come to what? The spirit of what? The righteous made perfect. That is Christians who have departed their spirit. They watch when we gather. Eh? To Jesus, the mediator of To where? To Jesus. This is when you come to church. So this is only in church service, Amen. not anywhere. As a pastor, over years of pastoring, I've seen that there are things 
that solely and wholly only happens in our services. Matter of fact, many of the things that happen in our services, I never knew it would happen. I see it was happening. Because whenever we meet, we've come to Jesus, we've come to God, we've come to the angels, the departed souls. We've come to what? Heavenly what? Jerusalem. And this is only in church service. So if you are a member of a church and you don't attend church service, you are harming yourself. You are harming. That's why even when I meet people, people in Jesus' answer campaign, they tell me about it. I say, come to church. Because I know that moment, the man, God Almighty, the head, the overseer himself is what? There. The souls, what do they do? They, the Bible says all the saints, the Bible says they are all what? Interceding for us as well. They are cheering in us. So maybe today, if my mother is watching, maybe you tell Christ Jesus, give me some extra anointing, which I will do in my hand. Amen. Back. But no, the point is, I just want you to know. There's a last one which is amazing. The last one. Yes. Uh -huh. It says, mm -hmm. to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood. So when we come to church, the blood begins to what? Speak. Right. And church, this is only in church service. Mm -hmm. I'm a pastor, I won't lie to you. Even my, my own family, there are times, yes, I'll pray for them. But if you're a member of the church, see that there are things I minister to them in church. Because I know it is different. I know he's there. Amen. Amen. So this makes church, church service what? Important. It makes church what? Attendance what? Important. Amen. You won't get this what? In what? Your house. Amen. So look at... Look, look at Psalm 82, verse 1. Look at what it says about church service. About church. After this, we look at the mandate of the church and we look at the blessing that comes with those who are part of the church. You cannot be part of a church without... To be belong to everything, it's always two things. To belong to anything. In fact, this is an important question I should have. How will you be sure that you are part of a church? In, no matter the number of things it takes, it takes two main things to be part of anything. If you are part of a family, or a part of a marriage, or a part of a work, or a part of an organization, or a part of a country, it takes attendance and also what? Financial transaction. You cannot be a part of anything. Are you a citizen of the United Kingdom? You have to pay tithe and tax. And you must live there. There are a lot of things if you don't live there, you don't qualify for. They even call you expatriate, even though you're a citizen. Are you part of a club? Without attendance and giving your contribution, you don't belong to. If truly you can't go because of where, where is the money? If you don't have the money, where, where is you? Because you are not working, you don't have money, so why are you not in the service? So at least these two things, check yourself, will let you know whether you are part of a church or not. You are not doing the pastor a favor, you are not doing God a favor. You are rather doing yourself this favor. And we must, be, we must rise up. We shouldn't be ignorant. We shouldn't be foolish to our own self. We shouldn't make our own self. We, sh we suffer. Do it. Either do it or don't do it. Other than you suffer, you waste it. You are doing, you are not doing. You don't benefit from it. Please, read it for me. Psalm 82, verse 1. We are talking about church service still. Mm -hmm. Psalm 82, verse 1. Uh -huh. God presides in, great, in the great assembly, he renders judgment among He said, God 
God precisely take his stand in your home, in crying, in his great assembly, his holy convocation, in his church, the gathering. That's where he takes his stand. Because listen, Crying, many people in Crying have accepted him as God. Many people in Crying say that it's not there. Many are even able to insult them. Definitely they will die and see. But those of you who have accepted him, his church, when he come, that's where he came to what? Take what? His stand. Because that is his people. So it is in church service that God takes his stand and brings judgment. So there are prayers you pray. Maybe fair enough. But this scripture in church, he pronounced judgment against your enemies. Against this, he takes stand in his holy assembly, great congregation. Not in the school. The school is run by the head teacher, the government police, not him. Not in the nation. The nation has many nations don't even acknowledge God. Let's read some some eight, seven verse to show the last thing in the church. Amen. 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 Psalm 87 verse 3. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Lord loves the gates of Zion mm -hmm. more than all the No, we've already seen that Zion is the church. The church yes. That what? The other dwellings of Jacob. So it said, note, Jacob is Israel. Mm -hmm. And said, God like the gate of Zion than other dwellings of Jacob. Mm -hmm. Meaning in the church, even the gate of the church, God loved that gate. Yeah. Than the houses of what? Christians. Israel is Christians. Mm -hmm. So even me, I'm a pastor. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is here. But God loved the church gates. When the church comes together, than me, my house. It's not a surprise because me, it is only me. But the church, it is about 20, 50 of his people. And you'd be surprised though, even though I'm a pastor, maybe some of them love God than I do. See, I know heaven full of your surprises because I've been privileged for God to show me how he loves certain people to show me how certain people love me and sometimes it makes me afraid not in the wrong way but it makes me afraid in the sense that if i think i am the only one i am i, I have been deceived yeah yeah amen praise the lord jesus so this is just service this is what takes place and nothing can replace it nothing can replace it there's a scripture that's a where two or three are gathered in my name. There I am. Does that mean in your house, when you gather, he's not there? No, he hears you. But he's talking about a certain presence. He takes his stand in our midst. He comes. The Father himself, Christ himself, the angels come, the saints. The blood begins to speak. Because why? It's a sacred assembly, a holy convocation. His people have gathered. It's not a soccer match. It's not a nation match. It's not a pride crusade. No, no, no. It's people. So the king comes, majesty. And when the king comes, he shows off. That's where healing takes place. Deliverance takes place. Impartation takes place. Blessing takes place. Gate comes. So we must also fight that our church service will be nothing but what? Church service. It will be a holy convocation. It will be an assembly of the same. We shouldn't turn it into parties or into a place of amusement or laughter. If we want that, let's do it outside what? 
the church. But we should never turn our church services. That is why as I now I still don't understand why people tell me that they come to church and too many scriptures. What do you want to hear in the church? Isn't it the word of God? You want me to read faces to you? Give you Bill Gates quotes? Give you, uh, what's this uh, guy's name? Eh? Quotes? Oh, then just get the book. It's easier. Tell you how, how you can become uh, 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 48 laws of power. Please. That one, you don't need the church. Now it's easier. Just get the audio book and be sleeping and listen to it. But let the church service be a church service. Amen. Amen. Now, what is the mandate and power of the church? As I said earlier on, the mandate of the church, only the church can fulfill it. The mandate stands for the authority that which the church has been ordained, empowered, entrusted, sent to do, represent on earth. Until they do it, no one can do it. Yes, United Kingdom, almost every country, the church is classified as a charity, which is true. But our charity is a different form of charity. It is not the same as other charities. Matter of fact, every charity is different. Save the children charity. Is it the same as Red Cross? No. They have different mandate, different agenda. Isn't it? Yeah. Comic relief. Cancer research charity. Is it the same as comic relief charity? No. So we must understand our specific mandate and not try to be other people. When we become other people, no one will do our job. Imagine Red Cross now stop, stop the charity instead of them giving medical supply, begin now to help children. Who will give the medical supply? Imagine save the children, stop the children, and now begin to give medical supply to us. Who will save the children? So we must be, we must take up on our mandate. So it is important that you have a brief idea of the mandate of the church. So that you don't criticize. So that you follow the mandate of the church. So let's look at the mandate, the power, the authority, the purpose of the church. First Timothy chapter 3 verse 15. First Timothy chapter 3 verse 15. Amen. This, script, this thing we are learning is gold. It's gold. You need to know it. Because many, I'm teaching this because God shows me this. Because if not, I don't question God. But it's like, I'm wanting. Because Father, I know she is a good person. She loves you. Why? I know he, the office, sometimes God will show me this thing. This is the reason. This is the reason. Not me. It's him. It's her. This is the reason. And how people deal with their own churches is holy. Their reason. Amen. Please read it for us. First, Timothy chapter 3 verse 15. First Timothy chapter 3 verse 15. Uh-huh. says, if I am delayed, mm -hmm. you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, mm -hmm. which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the foundation of the truth. So there's a way to conduct yourself in the house of God, but today we are not interested in that. But I said the church is the pillar and foundation of truth and the household of God. So on earth, the church is the pillar and foundation of truth. What does it mean to the pillar? It is by the church of God that supports everything God. The pillar always supports everything. The foundation is what upon which the building is what? 
built, isn't it? Without foundation, no building can be built. So it is the, the church upon which God builds everything. So when you remove the church, there is nothing for God to stand on, to use, to build. There's no foundation, there's no pillar. What is truth? Thy word is truth. So when you remove the church, there's nothing. So the church of God, when it comes to God on earth, the church is the foundation pillar. That's why I always tell people, everything God does on earth is by the church, through the church, with the church, for the church, connected to the church. Why? Because it is the pillar and foundation of truth. The Bible says there's one pillar. Do you know that scripture? The Bible says there's one pillar. It says Jesus has become the pillar that the builders what? Reject the stone, the cornerstone. Another word for pillar is cornerstone. It says it has become the what? Cornerstone, the pillar that the builders what? Reject. And what is the church? The body of Christ Jesus. The Bible says we have no other foundation except the foundation that has been laid by Christ Jesus. What is the church? Christ Jesus. Body. So if you say you are a Christian and you are playing with the church or you think you can do anything for God with God or God will use it outside the church, you are joking. Because the Bible says it is the foundation and pillar of truth because that is Christ's body. He is the one building the church. How can you help me? Whilst what I'm building, you are not part of it. And you say you are, you say you are giving water for my house. Meanwhile, you are, you are not in the house giving water. You are somewhere. Is it possible? The mandate, authority, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20 to 22. Amen. 2022. Mm -hmm. So we see that it is the pillar and foundation of what? Mm. Of, of truth. Of truth. Uh -huh. Which is Christ, which is His word. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20 to 22. Mm -hmm. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. With Christ Jesus Himself as the chief cornerstone, mm -hmm. in Him the whole building is joined together, mm -hmm. and rises be become and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord, and in Him you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by His. So He said, the church is the cornerstone, of whom all are being built what yeah. together. Yeah. This is why Elder said the church is connected to so many. So it is through the church, your church. That Christ is building us forward together. 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 So it is the church that has the mandate to turn sinners into righteous people. Amen. To turn people who couldn't preach and teach like me to preach and teach. To turn people who couldn't what? Heal the lay hands on the sick and heal the sick and cast out demons to be able to do it. That mandate is for the church. Amen. It's by the church. Amen. That is why people go to Bible school. They are not able to cast out devils. They go to Bible school. They are not able to heal the sick. Because you can't get it from any school. It comes from the church. You have to be part of him. The Christ. Not, you know, now you know the church is not a building. But it means the building. You have to be part of him. So it is only the church has this mindful. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10. It says the manifold wisdom. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10. It is the mandate of the church to make it known to the world. Let's read it, please. Ephesians chapter 3, verse mm -hmm. 10. Mm -hmm. His intent was that now, through the church, 
The manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realm. How would this rulers, authority, principality, how would the wisdom of God be known, made known to them? Through the church. Through what? The church. Did he say true Barclays Bank? No. Did he say true scientists? No. Through the church. So if the church don't do this, there's no institution on earth who has been mandated to make the manifold wisdom known. For the world, sinners to know about Christ, the mandate is with the church. So we must fight for this church. And we must make sure that the church becomes a church, not an organization. Other than that, we lose, we become salt that has lost its what? Saltness. Because these things, it is only what? The church. Look at Psalm 132 verse 13 to 16. Psalm 132 verse 13 to 16. Hallelujah. Amen. Psalm 132, verse 13 to 16. Mm -hmm. For the Lord has chosen Zion. Zion is the church. What has God chosen Zion for? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. He has desired it for his dwelling, saying, uh -huh. there is my, This is my resting place forever and ever. Here I will sit enthroned, for I have desired it. I will bless her with abundant provisions. Her poor I will satisfy with food. I will clothe her priests with salvation, and her faithful people shall ever sing for joy. Amen. Amen. Did you notice that God has chosen Zion, that on earth, on this earth, that is where he was dwell, that is the church, that is where he was moving. And did you notice that that blessing there is for Zion, the church? So if you are not part of a church, that blessing will not come on you. It won't come on you. Recently, Sister Joyce came home holding 40 pound vouchers. He said her work gave it to her. After her work has given her 10% interest, uh, increment, I said, ah, your work is not, no, 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 your work, no. Why that me, your work didn't give me the voucher? The increment today didn't give me, why? She said, because you don't belong to the work. You don't come there, you don't work there. It was for the members the workers of that work, mm -hmm. then I understood. It's the same with the church. There are things that are for church. Mm -hmm. No, the body. So you belong to, you don't qualify for. Mm -hmm. Amen. But no, no, let's drive on. Look at Matthew chapter 16 verse 18. What is Jesus building? Mm -hmm. What is Jesus fighting the gate of hell? The church. It's a popular scripture, we know it. So on earth, the only thing Jesus is building is the church. Uh -huh. Read it for me. Matthew chapter 16, mm -hmm. verse 18. Mm -hmm. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church and the gate of faith. So it is the church that he's building. He's not building United Kingdom. He's not building Saudi Arabia. He's not building Togo. Other than that, all the nations will be peaceful and the same. It is his church. It is his church that he's building. He's not building an organization. He's not building Asda. He's not building Tesco. It is his church. And guess what? You are part of the church. So what does it mean? If indeed you are part of the church, he needs to build you up. Because the church is not a building. So it means if you are not part of the church, he has no interest in you. When it comes to building of the church up. And that's the mandate. So we are to build the church. So me as a pastor, when he called me, that upon you, I'll build devotional life church. I said, good. 
more privilege. I count all things lost. My mind, everything, everything for the church. Everything I do for the church, I won't lie to you. And I mean everything I do for the church. Everything I do is for the church. Eh? And I mean, if you tell me I'm passionate, good. If you tell me, why am I, or have I taken this church serious? Don't let me be annoyed with you. Don't let, why shouldn't I take it serious? Why shouldn't I take it serious? What did the Bible say? The Bible said, Jesus said, the zeal for the house of God will kill him. His zeal, the zeal for the house of God will kill him. That is why if you try to attack the church, then you'll be my enemy. The slightest mistake, you'll be my enemy. You, I told you, you'll be my enemy. Some time ago, a woman rose up against the church. What happened to her? I don't want to go into details. Something came up on me. I lifted up my hands and I spoke. Yeah. Don't tell me. You. Let, okay, let somebody come. Your car glass. Let him just break it small. Or your house, the windows. Let him break it small and say it's a small break and say it will be fine. Uh-huh. It's the same with me. Even wilder. Because I'll consider you as a gate of hell. Yeah. Praise the Lord Jesus. So these are some of what? The mandate for church. Two more scriptures on the mandate for church. Then we look at our last subsection. Then we bring the teachings to a close. Ephesians chapter 5, 25 to 27. I'm showing all these things for you to understand that it is only the church that can do these things. Mm -hmm. And nothing can replace this. The church, we don't want to be Red Cross. We are not Red Cross. Some people want us to be Red Cross. Some want us to be age concerned. No, we are not age concerned. We are a church. Some people even want us to be credit union. You know. We are not a bank. We are a church. Some even want us to be, uh, 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 to be what? Uh, producers of music. No. We are a choir. We are not producers of music. We are just a church. This is our mandate. So when you hear them speaking, you must know the truth. And let them know, brother, you are wrong. If the church becomes what you're doing, what will become the church? Yeah. Amen. Please read it for me. Hallelujah. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 to 27. Mm -hmm. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church. Note, this is not love for the world. Christ loved what? The church. The church. Mm -hmm. So in whatever love is talking about, if you are not part of the church, mean you are lacking it. Uh -huh. And gave himself up for her. Who does Christ give himself? Does Christ give himself for uh, uh, Liberia? No, the church. To what? The church. Oh, please check your Bible. <laughs> Pastor, the Who does Christ give himself? Up for the church. For the church. That's right. So when if there's a place where Christ is, okay, okay, you please, is in the church. Mm. Because that is his body. He cares for it. Yeah. He loves it so much. You know that thing, you are even wrong. Say, but your partner says, okay, you okay. You let's go. Oh, oh, please, won't you eat? Even though you know he's the one wrong. Aha. Uh -huh. It's the same. He gave himself to the church. He loved the church so much. But not, not the world, not necessarily my house, but the church, his church. Because the church is greater than my house. Yeah. The church is greater than each one of us, our house. Mm -hmm. The church is greater than each individual of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Please continue. To make her holy, uh -huh. cleansing her by the washing with water. So who is the church? Who is Christ making holy? The church. So without the church, how do you become holy? Who is Christ cleansing with water? The church. So if you are not part of the church, how will you be cleansed? You can never grow in the Lord and live holy life. You check anybody who is not part of a church or who is not committed in a church will backslide into sin and unholiness. Mm -hmm. 
because it is only in the church. Each time that we come, the word washes you, the angels washes you, the blood, the blood, sprinkle begin to speak for you, begin to wash you. When people begin to drift from the church, they begin to backslide. I can bet everything on it. I can bet everything on it. And the more you come to the church, even if you feel uncomfortable, but the more you come, realize that you begin to get better. Realize that the old desire, the flesh, all those things begin to come. You begin to say, oh, no, no, I know that thing is not good at all. Yeah. It takes the church. It takes the church. Because, listen, no advice of your mother was able to save you. No advice. But the church service preaching, the word is able to. Continue for me, please. Through the word. Through what? The word. Through the word. Through the word. Several times people have told me, they say, Pastor, today you were talking about me. I said, me? I said, because what you were saying? I said, but you know, I don't know this. I was preaching the word, as I always do. Several times people have come down, and I was going, and I heard your voice. I heard what you said. This is not me, but through the word. It is Christ. But all is in the church, through the church, with the church. And when we read the same Ephesians chapter 5, verse 29, it says, Christ feeds and cares for the church. Not necessary in content for the world, but his church. God on earth, his church is his sole priority. That is what he's building. Sometimes we speak against those who are committed in church. We speak against and we think those who don't go to church have nothing to do. They have many of them have proper important things to do than those of us who don't go. But when you look at their life, see that their life become what? Peacefully. Let's read it. Ephesians 5 verse 29. Amen. Ephesians 5 verse 29. Mm -hmm. After all, no one ever hated their own body. No one hates his body. Mm -hmm. okay. But they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church. So Christ feeds and care for what? The church. Did he say the world? No. The church. No. Because the church is his responsibility. Yeah. So this one is not a title. You are either part of it or you are not part of it. You are either part of the body of Christ devotional light or not. You are either part of another church or not. In a summary, that's not what we are looking at today. How will you know in a summary your attendance and your tithe and offerings will show you in a summary. In a summary. I just want us to look at this last session, then we go. I would like to bring it to a close, but it's better we look at it completely. So this last session. Now you have seen the mandate of the church. The last session I want us to look at is the blessing connected to you being part of a church. You've already heard some, but I want to show you the direct relationship with you being part of a church blessing. And when you ignore, especially as a Christian. So let's read Haggai chapter 1 verse 2 to 3. Or Haggai chapter 1 verse 2 to 3. Or Haggai chapter 1 verse 2 to 3. I want to show you the blessing connected for you being part of a church. To be part of a church means you are playing your role as what? A member of the church. If your nose is part of your, uh, your body, if it is stopped to breathe, will you be happy? What will you do? You begin to deal with the nose, isn't it? If this is your left thumb if you are watching me you see it as right <laughs> begin to give you pain what will you begin to do you begin to check it mm -hmm. 
and you have to deal with it. Yeah. There are times you need to cut it off. Yeah, because they tell that if you don't cut it off, how it is behaving and it is infected, it will go through all. A little loving, loving, so you have to cut it off. But if it was someone's hand, it won't matter to you. So there's a direct relationship when you are part of the body of Christ and you're dealing and how you relate to it or a Christian, how you relate and deal with your church. Remember, no body in a path belongs to two different ones. Body. You belong to a body. Of course, there are churches you can like. There are churches that you take as maybe your sister churches that you visit or just like them. But no matter the churches you like or no matter the men of God you like, which there's nothing wrong, you belong to a church at the time. Yeah. Read it for me. Hagar chapter 1 verse 2 to 11. Hagar chapter 1 verse 2 to 11. Yeah. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Mm -hmm. These people say the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. Mm. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Hagar. It is a time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses mm -hmm. while this house remains a room. Now, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Go up into the mountain and bring down timber and build my house, so that I may take pleasure in it and my and, and be honored, says the Lord. You expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew away. Why? declares the Lord Almighty. Because of my house, which remains a ruin. While each of you is busy with your own house, therefore, because of you, the heavens have withheld their dew and the earth is crossed. I call for a drought on the fields and the mountains and on the grain. The new vine, the new wine, the olive oil and everything else the ground produces on people and livestock and on all the labor of your hands. Amen. Amen. This scripture shows a direct relationship between us and our dealing with what? Our church, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes. This is a, a fearful scripture. The Bible said that people were complaining that God, why have I been praying but still? Why have I been working hard but still? I don't misuse money but still I'm in lack. Why is it that I'm, I've been fasting but still? My children, my family. Why is it I'm behaving but still no man? And say, because you have neglected my house. And said, because you have neglected my house, not because you don't have any role to play, because you are playing that role in your house. You haven't neglected your house, but you've neglected my what? Church. And God said, even me, myself, I'm part of the problem. I have made that, you don't get that. He said, I've withheld what? The heavens. And he said, because of how you are dealing with my church, my house, stand for your church. How you are dealing with me. And God said, if you like, if you like, begin to deal well of my church. Take care of my church. As you deal well with yourself and see if things will not change for you. Isn't it what he said? There's the right there. And when we read the 18, 
Haggai chapter 2, verse 18 to 19, when they change and they begin to build the house of God, when they begin to deal well with God, things change for them. Read it. Haggai chapter 2, verse 18 to 19. From this day on, from the 24th day Not the word, from this day on. Give careful thought to the day when the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid. Give careful thought. Is there yet any seed left in the barn until now? The vine and the fig tree. Not the, the word until now. Mm -hmm. And the pomegranate and the olive tree have not borne fruit. Mm -hmm. From this day on, I will bless you. Amen. From this day on. So before, nothing. But the moment they started dealing with God, God said, From this day on, now that now you are building my church, you are involved. You take my church concern. Now you, as member of my hand, you are involved in the carrying of the bricks. You are involved in the walking. From this day on, you say note, you'll be blessed. So clearly you see a direct relationship. When it comes to God blessing us, when it comes to God dealing well with us, when it comes to God supporting us, because let me tell you some truth about God. There's an aspect of God. He didn't fight you what you are doing. Matter of fact, this scripture even said this. He said, it's me. I, he said, you break it and I blow it away. So you struggle, you work everything, but still nothing. He said, I blow it away. He blows it away. Officer, you don't know, things will always come to take the money. Always. Always. For no always. Something. Always. But I said, from that day on, that we laid the foundation. From that start, I said, market. Have you not seen things begin to change? He began to bless them. So your dealing with your church has a direct relationship with how God blesses you and helps you and supports you. And support you. Look at another one, Malachi chapter 3, verse 10 to 11. So, you see, that scripture, that scripture, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Eh? Take it seriously. Because if you are Christian and you diligently obey all his command and walk with him, you'll be blessed. But it takes diligently. Diligently, you must make sure you know. And it takes complete obedience all. Other than that, you suffer. You imagine, you imagine God is the one behind it. Do you stand a chance? Oh, you say you bring it there. <laughs> Not because you've sinned, but because you've neglected his house. Meaning your role in his house, in his church, your church, you are not. That's what it means. Because it lies in room. Whilst you are taking care of your own, you are taking care of your own. Let read it. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10 to 11. Hallelujah. Amen. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10 to 11. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It says, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, mm -hmm. that there may be food in my house. Not into his house or his church, yeah. that there may be food in his house. Uh -huh. Test me in this, mm -hmm. says the Lord Almighty. Mm -hmm. And see if I will not throw open the floodgate of heaven. So what will make God throw the floodgate of heaven for many open heavens? When you bring your tithe, tithe and offering and attendance is the main thing. Because, because of your doing now, there's a, a provision in the house. And say he will open the floodgate for you. Continue for me. And pour out so much blessing that there Then you pour blessing. So this blessing, this open heavens come only by tithe and offerings yeah. to his house. I didn't say it to. Because apart from attending tithe and offering and praying your closet for your church, nothing again 
you do for the church. When you start serving the Lord, it's for your own self. Mm -hmm. Amen. Then continue. Not, uh, there will not be room enough to store it. Mm -hmm. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops. Mm -hmm. And the vines. No, you will prevent pests. Other versions from devouring. Other versions say, I will rebook the devourer. So there are things that come to rebook. So there, there's another aspect of God that things have come, demons, situations, circumstances, friends, bad investment, all to devour you, and he's just watching. Because you've neglected his house, your role in his house, in your church, you forgot. So you just watch. Marriage, fighting, you can't marry, all those things, just watching. You see, those are devoured. But he said, if you begin to take care of his house, if because of activity, there is provision in his house, say so he will remove those things. In other words, you don't even need to fast and pray. You rebook those things and also make sure there's what? An open heaven. Open heaven means his face is shining on you. The rain is coming on you. Blessing is on you. A blessing. Anything you do will prosper. And this is connected solely to the church, the house of God. Nothing more, nothing less. This is why the enemy is fighting the church. This is why the enemy has twisted many people's which we don't care about them, but if you are Christian, your mind has been twisted about the church, then it's sad because you what? Lose out. You lose out. I've gone to see whether I do it or I don't do it, God will build this church. Yeah, okay. That one, eh, I've seen it clearly in all levels and shapes. So I've come to understand it is for my benefit and for my good. And it's the same with you. When it comes to God, and his church. Let's read Psalm 65 verse 4. Psalm 65 verse 4. We will close. It's not 2.30 yet. It's not even 2 o'clock yet. So we will close soon. Amen. I, I just want to finish this complete. Amen. So that you will be filled. Amen. Mm -hmm. Psalm 65 verse 4. Hallelujah. Amen. Psalm 65 verse mm -hmm. 4. Blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house of of your house, of your holy temple. He said, blessed are those he choose and who come to live in his what? Court. The King James said, blessed are those who dwell in the house of what? The Lord. They are filled with what? Good things. So note, not those who visit, not those who say they are part, but those who dwell, meaning those who truly are part. Amen. So this is a clear blessing that is connected to a person who is part of what? A church. It's a blessed, isn't it? Yeah. Are those who dwell in the house of God and are blessed forever praising God. I've already explained the house of God stands for a church place of what? Meeting. So whenever you see a house of God, it means what? A church. Mm -hmm. So when you become part of a, you are part of a church and you play your room, you become blessed. Amen. Mm -hmm. Psalm 84 verse 6. Uh, 84 verse 6. Amen. It said, those who dwell in the house of the Lord, they are blessed and they are they will forever be giving what praise meaning if you are part of a church if you belong to a church and you play your role as a church member because remember if you are the finger and you are not playing the role you have to be dealt with we must find out what is wrong with you are you a cancer then we must cut you off or you need bandages or you need therapy because it's not normal and they say you what will god do he will give you courses to praise him. Mm -hmm. Read it for me. Psalm 84 verse 4. Mm -hmm. 
Church, isn't it? Yes. 
Okay, he arrested no to members of the church. Uh -huh. Intending to persecute them. Uh -huh. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with a sword. So he the people he arrested, James, who was an apostle, or you can say a pastor, was also arrested. And he killed him. Okay. Wow. He killed him. Mm -hmm. When he saw this, when he saw that this this met with mm -hmm. approval among the Jews. Mm -hmm. He proceeded to seize Peter. So after he killed James, who was a member of the church, he went back into the church and also went to catch Peter, Apostle Peter. And what was he going to do with Peter? He was going to kill Peter the same way he killed what? James. Uh -huh, okay. Mm -hmm. This happened during <clears throat> the festival of unleaving bread. After arresting him, he put him in prison, uh -huh. handing him over to the guard, guards to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. Mm -hmm. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after mm -hmm. the Passover. Mm -hmm. So Peter was kept in prison by the church. Not the way, but the church was what? Endlessly praying. No, not just praying. Endlessly what? Praying. Okay, continue. To go out for him. Mm -hmm. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side. And okay, now watch this. Watch this. It's enough. James was an apostle. Yeah. He was caught from the church, mm -hmm. and he was killed. Mm -hmm. Peter was at the same apostle. Mm -hmm. He was also caught in the church. To be killed. James, Harold succeeded killing James, but he didn't succeed killing Peter. Why? The Bible gives us the reason. The Bible says in James' case, uh, Peter's case, the church prayed endlessly for him. So if it wasn't for the prayer of the church for him, even though he's Peter, the rock, they would still have what? Killed him because they killed James, who was also an apostle. Meaning James, born means they prayed, James prayed for himself, but the church did not stand. In what is God showing us? There are things that will only take the endless prayer of the church for you to be free from. Because I tell you, there are things that are strong that it will take warfare. When you look at the Bible, the wars they fight, it wasn't a day or a man. Yes. So I see people who are struggling. Many people they are Christian because they are not committed, they are not, they don't belong. When evil comes, except evil don't come. They don't have any church to start in to pray for them. Yeah. <laughs> so it was the prayer of the church. James would pray. Peter was praying. James means James was praying because he was singing and stuff. But it, the Bible says it was the prayer, favorite prayer of the church that saved him. Note, not like God did not care for James. No. There's a role, there's a mandate, an authority. Of the church let the help please do we understand so all I'm trying to say is the church is extremely important don't keep yourself don't like yourself don't be deceive yourself never for once think that you are doing your church a favor you are the part of the church so how can you be doing can you say you are doing your body a favor your can you say you are doing your hand a favor unless you are not part of the church but you being in a church and being part of the church is for your own good. Do not listen to fools, worldly people, hypocrites, satanists, 
people with conspiracy who don't know anything, or even those who know it and they intentionally twist the word of God to prevent is to prevent you from your glory. As for false churches, it is there and it's going to increase. Jesus said we increase, but he said you will know them. You will know them. You are my child. You have brains. You will know them. Many of you have been to university. You will know them. But you must know that as a Christian, till you become member of a church, committed member, that's what we call committed. Committed means you are playing your role as a member. You lose. You stand out. You lose. It's for your own disadvantage not to be part of it. I want to pray for you. We, and we are going to... you have been blessed by the teachings of God's word. For audio CDs, videos, books, and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com. God bless you.